All right. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Monday edition, December 12th of the AM show hosted live on the Alphamint Discord. Uh, I am your host, as always, R2D Gen, and I am joined with me by the man who still doesn't know what his clone X looks like, free market capitalist. Oh, you squeezed it in there. Yeah. Uh, so we'll do another take now and start over again. Um, no, honestly, uh, you know, great first weekend of December. Uh, crypto got a little bit shaky there for for a bit. Still hasn't recovered, and uh, but but definitely not as dire as it seemed for a minute there. On uh, was it? I think Friday night. Uh, other than that, how was your weekend? Oh, my weekend was great. Uh, as as crypto pulls back, people tend to shop for uh, NFTs, and and we saw a lot of that this weekend. Um, and boy, the sentiment on crypto Twitter could not be more bearish. That is it. We were talking about this sentiment flip for a while. I was like, well, at least you're kind of seeing the sentiment, the sentiment shift. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people kind of base things around the four year cycle that's kind of happened in the past. And December was shaping up to be that, uh, that rush up to euphoria that we've seen a couple times in history. Um, and then this was a bit of a kick in the teeth for that. Uh, stock to flow model is now, is now dead. Um, there's a couple other models that are still looking good and within range, but, uh, you know, those things work until they don't, right? And they're very good in hindsight because they exist. But, uh, but yeah, you know, it, all is not lost like um i don't buy it you know i'm a bit of a market historian when i would do s p charting for a living which i will get to this afternoon jp if you're listening i'm sorry i've been slacking uh i would go back a lot of times 80 years to gather data and this is called back testing right so you hear a lot of crypto people use it and everyone feels like a genius in a bull market i feel like crypto was even in a bull during the bear uh, it, it in the sense that builders almost never stopped making money. This is just somewhere that's been attracting uh, institutional wealth for a minute. We've talked about you know this giant wealth transfer um, that's occurred. So I, I think that it's it's it, crypto is fine, but at the same time we see sentiment shifts so wildly bullish. Everyone knows the future, and I mean this happened with the internet bubble, right? Like people saw the potential of the Internet, but until Steve Jobs built the iPhone, that potential was not realized. Now we live on the. Oh, was that? we have some breaking news about R2, uh, who will be entering the Apple family as well. I heard it chuckled. Back there. So breaking news. Yeah. yeah, that is breaking news. The the Internet did not realize the potential for a long time. So that happens in crypto too. We get ahead of ourselves. We see the potential and we need sentiment to get very bearish, I believe, before we can make new all-time highs as counterintuitive. So I actually just thought of something interesting while you were, um, we were talking about like, you know, looking at markets like super long-term, like 80 years, as, as you said, yeah. for the traditional markets. And, you know, we're about 10 years, 12 years into to crypto. Um, 
I, I kind of had that like weird epiphany that like if you want to compare it to poker where it was like traditional poker and then internet poker, you had all these people that have been playing for 40 or 50 years live, you know, doing 15, 20 hands an hour. And then all of a sudden internet poker came out and you had these kids that were doing four, five, six hundred hands an hour, multi-tabling and all of that stuff. Do you think there's like any kind of like weird parallel that you could draw there with um you know, crypto markets being 24 seven, 365 days a year, like are, are it, like, it, and like so many participants doing so much trading. Like, do you think there's some, something oh, there too? Such, that is such a great analogy because, you know, I, I played a million hands by the eighth year of my career. Doyle Brunson probably didn't play a million hands until the 60th year of his career oh i would be willing to bet he hasn't played a million hands live in his life well he did he did start playing online poker that's the only reason i'm assuming he started to catch up or whatever but definitely not live no absolutely not live yeah Um, i'm just wondering if like the the fact that crypto is live all the time and there's no stopping it um has some different market dynamics of like yeah it's a fabulous point it would definitely be something uh to do a deep dive on and think about and I think we we see that crypto is a lot more volatile. You have a lot more variance. Um, the cycles seem to be getting shorter, but this is true in traditional markets as well. And I just think it's you know exponential in crypto, like you said, twenty four hour. Everything's a concentrated bet, and you still have so few players globally that um, I think things get moved around a lot easier than in traditional markets, which have trillions and trillions of, of dollars in asset value uh, underpinning them. Yeah. So I'm going to actually just pull up CoinGecko because we've we've just had this whole conversation. But uh, uh, yeah, Ethereum kind of hanging out around 4000 It did break over that $4,000 and has kind of dipped up and down around it, but uh, not the worst sign in the world. And I, I think... Um, based on the bounce that we had, it might be a little bit more than just a dead cat bounce, which I know a lot of people were worried about. Um, what do you think? Do you think that these have, have kind of recovered enough to, to feel good about it? No, I mean, I absolutely not. I think that, you know, Ethereum looked like it was bouncing pretty nicely and then dipped under 4,000 again. Obviously you could zoom the chart out far enough that everything looks bullish, but I think that, sentiment has just been reset and there needs to be a little confirmation bias on the bear side first. So I, I don't think price goes that much lower, but I don't think we're making new all time highs on everybody's schedule. So I would just, you know, I think that's a great environment for NFTs actually, as long as Ethereum really doesn't crash, you know, below say 34 or 3,300, I think it's going to be pretty, uh, pretty. Yeah. Pretty good for pretty, pretty good for crypto. It's just it's the sentiment needs to be reset. And you finally started to see it uh, this weekend. I actually, you know, Kobe is if you know crypto Cobain, uh, Kobe, he has an amazing feel for markets. And and he's been slightly bearish uh, since Bitcoin was above 60,000. And you could kind of read between the lines. I think he's actually starting to get bullish again. Did you see the tweet that I sent you yesterday? Yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> he is. He is. He is hilarious. Um, but yeah, I, I 
if you can manage to read between his sarcasm, uh, he's a, he makes great calls, and I think he's starting to get bullish again. Yeah, on October 15th, he kind of said, and this was when like crypto was having a good little run up too. He just said, I would laugh a lot at an all-time high breakout plus 10%, then a savage dip to crush late longers, then real all-time high breakout. Um, and then yesterday he just tweeted out, ha ha ha, that was so funny, LMAO. And like, it kind of does feel like that. There was a lot of margin longs that got crushed there for a minute, a uh, huge dip down and then a sudden bump back up. So, you know, his feel for the market, as you said, is, is sometimes pretty spot on. He'll, he, he's not afraid to dig up a, uh, you know, an 18 month old tweet and say, I told you so. Right. Right. And you got to understand anybody buying Bitcoin now is late. And these guys know it. Like, you know, if you're getting into crypto, you're not looking for 10x over the next nine years. So even if Bitcoin goes to half a million dollars, what are you doing in there? Right. Like the money has been made in Bitcoin at this point. You need to be if you are focusing on crypto right now, you need to find concepts that you have conviction in. Be early to them and uh, only bet what you're willing to lose and you'll do very well. For sure. Uh, let's let's shift gears and actually talk some NFTs now. Um, we pulled up an article on Decrypt that we were going to talk about, and then it subsequently got shared in the DGen Dojo a couple minutes later, and uh, a lot of people were having a good conversation about that. So, um, yeah, Decrypt said, uh, or sorry, did a, a little bit of a study on the, the data about minting NFTs and are they the most profitable trade? Uh, and they, they did a, it's hard because you don't actually have access to their, um, full set it's a chain analysis report that i might dig into a little bit more but yeah they basically confirmed that uh whitelist whitelisted um mints are the most profitable play in nfts and basically they just said there's a 76 percent chance of selling an nft for profit uh when collectors join the discord or telegram community for a project before it drops they go on to say Missed out on the whitelist, it's best to wait. Buying and flipping NFTs on the secondary market results in a profit 65% of the time. And perhaps counterintuitively, the hardest way to make a profit selling an NFT is buying it when it mints. Without whitelist pricing, only 29% of sales of NFTs bought when they were brand new resulted in a profit. I think that there's some context that needs to be added to these numbers. Um I have to believe that whitelist minting is more profitable than that. However, I believe most of this data also includes the fact that if you mint a, um, uh, like a failed project, like if you mint and nothing happens with it, there's no volume on the secondary, kind of like you said with the baby toads or whatever, you're not selling that. That is total loss. So I think maybe when you aggregate that, that, that data actually kind of makes sense. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. I, you know, General George S. Patton once said that there's lies, damn lies, and statistics, right? And I firmly believe you can manipulate numbers to show anything you want. And I just think that this, this happens in markets all the time, right? I mean, there is an account in Fintwit called Chart Crimes, which literally just retweets people who misinterpret data. Uh, and make ridiculous claims to support their confirmation bias. So I, I think when you read a lot of this, you realize that this, and I don't think it's ill-intentioned. I just think that this data is skewed by the fact that most people hold NFTs to the moon, for the moonshot, right? Like, the, yes, traders are a new phenomena in the game. 
but I believe mints are, most mints, at least, you know, until the bearish period, were profitable after mint and traded above mint price. But did people sell then? No, I think people tried to hold for higher prices. They eventually went to zero, and that's what's manipulated these numbers a bit. It's still interesting data if you understand how to view all statistics as, you know, as biased towards one way and then just using that in your own data sets, understanding, taking all these things into account. You know, it's never one variable, it's multiple ones. It also doesn't outline how profitable. I mean, there was a, a little thing that says, like, you know, a lot a lot of the whitelist mints were able to be sold for double. Um, but, you know, of those 29% that were sold for profit, like, it doesn't really describe that, like, you know, a large portion of them were for 10x or 15x or 100x, which definitely happens too, right? Uh, and, and and when you're playing the mint game, you're kind of playing the VC game too. You're spreading your chips down for a low cost basis um, with the expectation that a bunch of them are going to go to zero and a, a handful of them are going to make back the losses and then a whole bunch more. Um, so those numbers kind of do make sense to me, but the, a little bit more uh, context and fleshing out probably could have been done by Decrypt, but it's still an interesting article, um, nonetheless. They, it wasn't done in any kind of bearish, uh, bearish way. It's it, it's a pretty easy read. Yeah, uh, if you if you are managed to hold one blue chip, it makes up for everything else that that goes to zero. But that usually takes more than twenty four hours to play out. <laughs> yeah, usually to reach blue chip status. Usually. Usually, I heard blue chip being talked about some new projects that launched over the weekend. So it usually takes uh, a little longer than 24 hours. Yeah. And then like the article kind of finishes off. If one includes those gas fees and profitability calculations, buying newly minted NFTs become a much less attractive investment than one would initially think. It also appears that some experienced users employ bots to purchase NFTs as soon as minting begin, resulting in more failed transactions in some cases by the bots themselves, making profitable trading even more difficult for the average user. Uh, so a little bit to unpack there, but I think the most important thing that I would say and like it, it is so important that you do it. Factor in your gas, uh, your gas, your gas prices when you mint, and like use that in your cost basis because it, like, you can't say that you, you know, if you minted something for point zero five, but you actually paid point one for it, and you exit at one point five, like you didn't three x, you got a fifty percent gain. Yeah, we minted these Santas uh, for free. Uh, over the weekend, which costs $65 each. <laughs> right, yeah. It is part of your cost basis. You cannot ignore the fact that gas chews it up. If you do, you will have a skewed view on on how profitable your trading, uh, your trading strategies are. And um, it, it's not going to reflect in your wallet. You're going to say, I keep selling these things for 2x. I keep selling these things for 3x. Like, why is my portfolio not reflecting it? Well, you're paying gas on everything that you do. It is part of the equation and the open sea and uh, royalties as well. Wait, I thought you couldn't go broke taking a profit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the this is the kind of market where, like, you know, sneaking out a ten or a twenty percent profit probably means it's negative EV. Honestly, like that seems really juicy in a traditional market, but uh, no, you got to be, you got to be, you got to be higher than that for sure. Um, higher than that. <clears throat> what's that? Nothing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you damn kids and your marijuana. Uh, uh, next piece of news that I thought was 
just kind of funny. Someone paid 450000 to be Snoop Dogg's metaverse neighbor. Um, I read that article and I like I, I think this is a bullish sign for metaverse uh, land property plays. But I, I kind of just said, like, that's it. Uh, I yeah, like I, I don't know. Like I, I, I was just thinking about that, and I, I caught myself. I'm like, oh, that's still a, a good, a good sale for you know NFTs and 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 um, metaverse property. Like somebody made a good chunk of change, but I did have that initial like when I read that when I read that headline, it was like, oh, that seemed cheap. Well, speaking of marijuana, Snoop Dogg had a land auction <laughs> over the weekend uh, in the metaverse, and people definitely paid up to be around him. But when you think about how, you know, very high end neighborhoods around the world get, you know, such a premium compared to a similar house in a not desirable neighborhood, uh, these neighborhoods tend to be dominated by celebrities and the wealthy. And this is going to be the same thing in the metaverse. You know, if you are part of a big project like Kongs or punks or something like that, you want to buy land next to the Kongs land, right? You're, you're trying to be part of these communities, which are gated. And these land grabs are no joke. I think the next meta that we're going to see are companies, or I shouldn't say companies, I should say opportunists realizing that digital land is hot and, and that's how they should be formatting the next hundred derivatives that come out uh, over the next month. But when you see all these, you know, you've seen sand just, I think it flipped mana the other day, at least market cap wise, and, and the amount of sand land that's being sold when there isn't even anything there yet. At least you could walk around Decentraland, right? Like there's nothing there with sand, but I believe there's huge potential. I think land in the metaverse is going to go for as much as land in the real world. Uh, and that is a great play uh, and a great trend, I think, for next year. Yeah, I think I'm going to be uh I think I'm going to be looking more into to those plays at least as a longer term hold, like something to uh which is ironic because that's what a lot of people do in real world, right? Like you accumulate a bit of capital and you sink it into property to just let it sit there and, you know, accumulate rent or or just uh value as well, something stable. What it, you know, if Kongs are taking in revenue on their land and you own a piece of that land, do you get a percentage of the taxes? I mean, this is how these these economies are going to be set up. People are going to be very happy to be part of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even just interesting to kind of go on a little bit of a tangent, but Bology is one of those uh, big, big people that are are, are talking about, you know, decentralized nation states and whatnot. Right. And, uh, you know, I I don't know if he's talking full on metaverse or 3D realities or whatever, but, uh, you know, he, he is somebody that, you know, talks a lot about those concepts and they really do seem to be coming to, to life in real time. Yeah. So, um, all right, let's go to WGMI really quickly. Uh, bears deluxe having a really good week. One hour time piece, which we touched on last week is still doing well. Uh, women in weapons having a good run still. It was down a little bit from what it was before, but, uh, but yeah, the uh, the apes continue a, a pretty good run up on their floors, which we are going to talk about um, later on in the show. Uh, in the last couple of days, uh, yeah, nothing really of note on there. We had a bunch of good mints going on in Alpha Mint, though, and that doesn't really show up on WGMI. Uh, the first thing that that came to attention was the Apes Kids Club, which was a, a pretty gassy mint that happened. Um, I think the base cost with the gas was about 0.17. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that has uh that ran up to 0.7 even after the reveal and uh, they're sitting uh 0.55 right now and that's pretty bullish for a project to be kind of kind of sitting there after it reveals after the mint is all gone and everything like that. So, um you know, well, 30 is, yeah, go. This is part of the Kong's tank, which is a basically, you know, uh an incubator for the Kongs to create new projects. So this is a very high-profile supported project being run by one of the more high-profile mice uh, in the mice room. He's not an original dev on the project, but he has helped them out with a lot of work since. So he's very lauded in the the Yanata mice community as well. Zen apes, I think they look really cute. But they don't make the best PFPs when we talk about is something PFPable. It's because the apes are so small, I think, though. Some are very clean and translate to the PFP, but I don't think this is that type of play. This is definitely going to be some sort of uh, DeFi angle here. I haven't done a very deep dive, but it was the most high profile drop um, of the weekend. 0.17 is not what most people pay. Most people pay between 0.11 and 0.14, though some people did uh, bang out like 1,500 guay just to make sure that they got one, and they are sitting pretty comfortably in profit right now. So nice play there. And there were some other high profile drops this weekend as well. Yeah, I just wanted to quickly finish off with the Abe Kids Club. Uh, always a bullish sign to see some pretty big purchases on there. The highest purchase of the weekend was 25 ETH. Um, and then there's a bunch that are in the double digit range. Uh, and it looks like there's some gold coins for legendary Ape Kids Clubs, which I'm assuming are going to be one of ones. I don't know if that's like the Mecca style of doing things where they're like, you don't get your one of one yet, but we promise <laughs> it's coming. Yeah, this is I mixed up the projects, uh, but I I I was talking about Zen Apes before, so put a pin in that. But uh, oh, okay. Also, yeah, this one had great support from the actual board ape community. Like it's so funny, we've seen everything ape related just rip this weekend with even ape wives, which are quite quite handsome NFTs, get up to I think a one point seven five floor. Over the week, I think it's a relatively small collection, which is why it can be juiced that way. But look, a lot of these apes, they want wives for their apes. (laughs) You know, they they want children for their apes. And I love the ape kids and the aesthetic of the baby um, projects better than uh, better than the ape wives at the same time. But man, everything ape is rallying, especially if you have the community behind it, I think. This is what's so valuable about these NFTs as fraternities in a sense, right? Because we've known for years about Freemasons or very large college fraternities, how if you go into a job interview or if you start a business, you get support from all these people around the country who are just part of this club. And, you know, the idea is you help out people who are in this club. That's how these NFTs are, right? If you bring a viable project into these alpha rooms, People will support you if it's not, you know, some cheap, low effort cash grab. So really, that's where the value, I think, is in these communities, especially the ones that aren't necessarily bored apes and building an actual yacht club for you to go uh, hang out at. Yeah, no. And you know what I appreciate that this is obviously a little bit of a derivative play. Uh, It does get the stamp of approval from the bored apes, Um, but they also made 
some obvious effort to do something different too. Like it has the same style, um, like face and whatnot, and like the same kind of character features, but you know, they have a completely different graphical style that they're working with. And it suits the fact that these are like baby apes. They're, they're bright, they're vibrant, um, a lot of unique traits to them. And yeah, honestly, I'm, I, I'm looking at them all side by side on the open sea page and they look, they look good. Yeah, the generalization that all derivatives are bad is is very wrong and will cost you money over time. No, knowing which derivatives to play are uh, some of the best you know, moves in this market. Well, I'm going to say guilty as charged because I didn't play Wolf Game for the fact that I was a little salty about that, you know... Never mind. Moving on. Um, another great drop that happened uh, was the Flower Girls collection. This was one that kind of just snuck up on everybody. Gary V poured himself a glass of wine and started minting these. His words, not mine. Um, and he was uh, going hard on Twitter, promoting this project, giving them shouts, shout outs everywhere, left, right and center, buying more. His purchases were lighting up like whale watching feeds. Um, and he was not shy in uh, expressing his enjoyment of this project. Uh, it didn't mint out in any kind of gas war. Uh, if you got in in a reasonable amount of time, these were 0. 0.05 plus a little bit of gas. I think most people's cost base is sitting at 0. 0.06. Um, and they've had some run ups and run downs. And right now is kind of on the uptrend sitting at 0.142 pre reveal. Uh, these were supposed to reveal last night, 24 hours after the drop, but they did end up pushing them back a little bit further. I don't know if this is one of those. Let's keep the hype plays going. Um, my gut long reveal. I've never heard of such. Well, yeah, if you're going to call 48 hours long reveal, but like even just the process of pushing it back, um, you would think that these are ready to go. But I don't know if it's a perfectionist thing or if it's like, let's uh, let's keep some some hype under the wheels of this. Uh, my gut is telling me that there's more to come with this project. Uh, Gary V has really committed to to talking about it a lot. Oh, I do own a couple. I have sold it. I have sold a few. So like I'm basically just at break even right now. But no, I mean, look at the look at the signs. Logan Paul bought a shitload of these and you don't see Logan Paul aping into too much stuff. Uh, Gary V continued to buy more and continues to push them. And uh, if you were watching the activity feed, you saw a lot of very large genie sweeps um, into anonymous holders wallets. I just I feel like the way that this is shaping up that there might be a little bit more of a like a celebrity train hopping in, especially because it is a doxxed female artist um, that has been in the art game for a long time. Um, you know, these these plays just as pure plays tend to do pretty well, especially when you have some some huge um, verifiable names involved with them, too. Flower girl. Yeah. So you didn't mint them, clearly. I did not. Yeah. And you don't have enough to say on it then. <laughs> now yogis, now yogis and space loot can take a backseat uh, in my sarcasm train. It will be flower girls from now on, but I'll let that play out first. Uh, well, you're, you're going to have to be sarcastic with a lot of people because uh, a lot of alpha minters did, uh, did partake in this. And uh, it's, it's looking like a, a pretty decent little um, profit play right now. Um, I know, I know some people hold a lot of them, so 
The moon. Yeah, I guess so. Um, Humans of the Metaverse, you're probably a little well more well-versed on this, no pun intended. Um, but that dropped. That is a project that uh, Moon Lounger Jolly Dinger is uh, an advisor to. He's been kind of giving us some information on that. And uh, they look pretty cool. It was a successful drop. Uh, the floor is sitting at about 0.12 right now. And they have some some cool um, kind of Metaverse concepts. You want to dig a, dig a little bit deeper into that? There were a, a lot of Alpha uh, Min members that got in on this one. Jolly Dinger is awesome. And like you said, he's an advisor on this project. There are tokenomics and gamification here. So this is, you know, beyond just the PFP themselves. It seems they've created a society within the metaverse. Uh, each NFT is assigned a job within this society which can be things like a broker uh, or sex worker. And these jobs will earn different amounts of their underlying tokens. So this is some interesting gamification, the rarity of your job or the, the, you know, how high your status is will earn you more of the underlying token. I don't think I've ever heard Jolly speak so well um, of a project, and I know he is advising for them, but he does not just go advise for any old project. I think a lot of people were happy after the reveal, and it looks to be pretty successful, and I know they have some other cool stuff on the roadmap coming up soon, so stay tuned if you're long. Yeah, there definitely seemed to be uh, some higher profile jobs going for, for more ETH, and that seems to be one of the underpinning you know uh, qualities that make these valuable there were some one-of-ones and uh yeah we had a lot of fun kind of watching the reveal and everyone kind of scrambling to see <laughs> what they had um what's valuable and uh even just using the uh genies or sorry the uh, cyber babies sniping tool trying to pick some up uh off the floor that were good um but yeah they're doing some volume 300 right now 320 ETH uh over the past uh what two days and um i look forward to seeing what they end up doing with this project yeah, it seems very exciting. So we'll keep an eye on it. Yeah, Zen Apes was the one that uh, everybody got up very early for if you were in the US of A or Canada in the, or I guess anywhere in those time zones. But um, yeah, minted at 7 a.m. The public sale was at 7 a.m. Eastern time on uh, yesterday morning, was it? I don't even remember. Yeah, I guess maybe they did this to target low gas or it's a European uh, team. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, when you're you're offering up uh, 1,200 NFTs, one per transfer, and um, you know, you your floor price was sitting at I think it was like 0.35 when the mint was happening. You're going to get a gas war regardless. But uh, yeah, a couple alpha minters sent it and and got some uh, got some mints. I think Sab was uh, the recipient of four Zen Apes, which was great for him. Correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, but yeah, it's a uh, it, it's not quite ripping the way that I think everyone was hoping for it to. But it's sitting at point two, and you kind of touched on it uh, earlier um, in reference to Ape Kids clubs. But there's some some Kong's uh, relationship there, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I made a speech about this about the wrong project, but this is an incubator project for Kong's, and the developer is a very well uh, respected anonymized community members so this one seemed to be the highest profile drop into the weekend the they they don't 
PFP very well, I think, because the monkey is very small. But this is going to be a DeFi play. They are based in Australia, which is probably explains the 7 a.m. launch time. And a lot of them look really cool. Uh, I think it, it definitely is a project that's going to have some interesting items on its roadmap because it feels more like a DeFi play than than anything else, which is, you know, the meta now. So. Yeah, they they do look cool. I do like the art style of them. Uh, maybe a little bit busy for profile pictures, but uh, some of the cleaner ones I've seen people use them for and they look fine. I don't uh, don't mind them at all, but the traits look good. Uh, the art is uh, they they pack a lot of detail into a, a small amount of pixels. So yeah, it's going to be going to be pretty cool. And I think that that one will probably be one to watch for in the future too. So um, Rusty Hogs was uh, one that kind of had some speed bumps going on with it. Uh, I guess they they launched their pre-sale mint and the mint was just a straight transfer um, to uh, to a wallet. Um, the, The team and devs did verify that it was their contract and it was their wallet, but it was, um, yeah, not set up properly. And they were promising everybody that sent money to it that they would uh, receive an NFT, which started to get a little weird. Obviously, that's one of the red flags that you look for when it's a scam is that you actually want it to be a mint function, not a transfer function. Um, So a bit of a rocky start to that project. I guess they did end up refunding everybody and sending the 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 mint. Boy, you should have heard them congratulating themselves for the swift refund that they sent to everyone. Are you kidding me? Oh, is this a pat on the back? I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I uh, I don't. In, I'm not in their Discord. Yeah, there are there are just so many red flags here to imply that this is not a long term project. Like I think that the pigs look fine. The backgrounds make no sense because it's a much finer pixel pixel detail than the pigs themselves. The art's okay, but I don't think anybody in the metaverse wants to be a fat pig as their like personality that they go around as. <laughs> so while this is you'd be surprised as a PFP, at least it does translate into a PFP. I don't think that this team knows their head from their ass given the announcements that they made you should have seen when everything went down you are lucky to be whitelisted oh is that them yeah 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 you should be grateful and there are you know i know it may be nitpicky especially on the internet where it's now considered rude to point out spelling errors (laughs) these are companies selling million two million dollar products to the public can you at least fucking spell check your announcement before you put it out there with spelling errors when it's like you're asking all of us to transfer shit tons of money to you it it really bothers me so i i they are minting today at 2 p.m and all that said it's a three thousand supply i believe it's fully whitelisted at 0.08 so this feels to me like a situation very similar to draca where it's almost fully whitelisted. There isn't rabid demand from the out. Like, it's a 10,000-person Discord. In in this day and age, that's not a lot. I mean, Phoenix had a 10,000-person Discord, and they minted 800 of their 5,000, right? Swampverse had a 40,000-person Discord, which is, I think, why they did well. And look at the Littles, which, which was similar. But this... 
I don't know. I mean, I think people are going to sit there and watch the secondary to decide if they're going to mint, and that's usually a negative feedback loop uh, as far as it goes with these things. Yeah, whitelisting is an art for sure, and uh, the fully whitelisted uh, project I don't think we've seen it too often lately, so I'm gonna I'm gonna see if they can recover. Um, I'm I'm not part of it. I'm not on their whitelist or anything. The art looks okay. Yeah, I have no problem with uh with them. But uh, I didn't realize that this was going to be such a touchy subject for you. So I'm glad that you got that out of your yeah, system. I, it's just an it's, <laughs> it's a very you know if the art can be great, but if the team is amateurs, like you you're really gonna hold this JPEG. You know, if, with a with an amateur scene that it's a very, very similar roadmap. There's nothing unique. Like, you know, the littles is going to be revolutionary and in it's inoperative and in it's interoperability. So is something like World Wide Web. Right. There is nothing unique about hogs. It's all hogs would work if they were very, very desirable PFPs. People wanted to be in the metaverse. Sure. If that's true, you can take a similar model and do this. I don't know what um, I look. I'm whitelisted and I am going to do exactly what I just said to you. I am going to watch the secondary. If there is some magic demand for them that I don't know about. Sure. I'll mint it and take the ETH, but I'm not holding these for a long time. And if I'm wrong in these moon, you know, good for anybody who holds them. Yeah, you know what? It is the one interesting dynamic about a fully whitelisted um, mint process is that the secondary can be a good indicator of, of like, you know, obviously, well, that's not true. That, that happens in other projects as well. Um, but I, I mean, doubly so. Like if there's all of a sudden a, a huge onset of demand for people that don't want to wait for everyone to mint out and they want to start accumulating these, it can be a good sign to mint. But I think that they, yeah, I think it does create too much of a standoff um, in terms of like who's going to mint first, how many are people going to mint? Oh, it's not immediately minting out. Like, ooh, this might not be a good sign. Like, it, 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 there's weird dynamics with a fully whitelisted mint. They put on an announcement over the weekend saying a number of people have DM'd us and told us that they don't have the money to mint, so they they're not going to. So we're going to give their whitelist spot to somebody else. This would not be happening in a high profile. If this were a high profile mint, people would be asking their friend. They would do anything to get that ETH on there. Who is DMing them saying like, hey, I got a whitelist spot, but give it to somebody else anyways. That seems weird. That, there's something weird about that, right? That, like, that, is not, that is not the sign of a team that expects rabid demand for their NFT. Mm, yes. Okay. Anyways, uh, speaking of a lot, not a lot of rabid demand, um, really quickly, just going to touch on Immortal Phoenix. Uh, didn't do so hot. Uh, was it 5,000 were supposed to be minted? 800 of them minted. It has pretty much fallen flat. So uh, just as kind of a follow up to a project that we've mentioned a few times on this show. Um, yeah, maybe maybe a little bit of a dud there. So we'll see what ha- see what happens with that. Don't think we need to, you don't have anything else to add with that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple drops coming up today that, uh, you know, some of the members are excited about is the um, Artblocks curated uh, gazers. I don't know if everyone's excited about it, but it is always uh, fun to watch and see what happens with Artblocks. They, at this point, seem to be either doing really well or really poorly. It is a curated. It is by Matt Kane, who does have quite a big following um, from some of the biggest players in the space. 
Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to look at this, but it is dropping at 1 p.m. Eastern. Their typical Dutch auction is going on 15 ETH down to 0.1 ETH every five minutes. There's the interval. Um, And, you know, sometimes these create a good flipping opportunity and sometimes they're just kind of dead in the water. Any any takes on them? Well, it'll be interesting to see if the wavelength phenomena is because of Caleb and it's a bubble like no I don't mean a a market bubble I mean it's their own little world that's doing well over there or whether this is going to translate to all uh, gen art and see if maybe it has its own trend this may be a a decent barometer of that so I'm sure we'll be watching it in voice chat today as a few Alphamid members may want to try and play that clip yeah gen art as um it's been pretty stagnant. Wavelength was kind of uh, the one shining beacon for for Gen Art lately, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that uh, I think there's too much. Um, I think there's too much focus right now on games, on interoperability, on tokenomics, all of these different things that seem to be appealing to everyone playing the playing the NFT market right now. And and Gen Art is. Um, really kind of taking a back seat in the in the process okay to where the puck is going to be i say all the time and i think i'm a very very big long-term bull on gen art and one of the main reasons is that the last leg was due to venture capitalists and hedge funds getting in and they don't let their bags die they're going to come back for round two and it's going to be harder than round one because they're going to have showed all their clients hey you guys want to get into this nft stuff look what we can do uh, you know, they're coming back for the gen art and they're going to come back really aggressively. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that today. Uh, art blocks curated, always mints out, always, um, you know, not always a successful post market, uh, secondary market. Um, another really interesting drop that's happening today is Vox. That is happening at uh 4, 5 p.m. Eastern. Sorry, can't do math real quick there. Um, this one is interesting. Did you have you had a chance to look at that? It is purchased with Gala. There's 8,888 of them. This is a team with a track record. They do have existing projects out there. And this one is called their um Mirandis project. Uh the interesting thing about this is that it is a 0.88 mint. Yeah, I mean, I I believe they can command that price. It seems that their their previous drop is sitting at a two E floor. Yep. At least they got it. Um, Track record of success for sure. Yeah, for sure. So I, I this is another high profile drop today that I think does play into this metaverse theme. Uh, we'll be watching it closely. Yeah, there's going to have uh, some utility as a play-to-earn kind of game. Um, you do have to purchase it, as I said, with Gala. So there's a little bit of a conversion there. Might be a good opportunity to do that and then flip it on the secondary. Um, you know, for people that couldn't be bothered to do Gala, but obviously NFA there. Uh, expensive drop. They're poised to make a, a shitload of money on this today but uh it'll be interesting to see if the market kind of accepts this what kind of pace it ends up minting out at and uh i don't know i i am i'm debating i'm debating on whether or not i want to to uh to mint this yeah i i don't i'm not going anywhere near anything i have to pay for and yell 
<laughs> I, I tip my hat to all that will make money today as most of the things that I am emotionally against moon. So that's a very good contra for everyone listening. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I think they kind of look cool, though. Uh, let's talk about finally an expensive project that minted out recently. Uh, it is 3D and it is your favorite topic, Clone X. Um, you have officially won the bet with Shubang. I did see in the, uh, the, the AM show chat that the pass has been transferred over to you. Uh, how are you feeling off your big win and how are you feeling now that it is what a week and um, Clonex still hasn't revealed? I mean, it's bittersweet. You know, there's a lot of burden in being right all the time. <laughs> kind of, you know, just cements uh, that problem in my life. But I, I persevere um, and I thank everybody for their uh, support during this time. Yeah. So what the floor is sitting at what point uh three point three three right now, somewhere in there? Yeah, I think it's a three point three. Clonex had a pretty nice sweep yesterday. Um, it seems that both Clonex, Takashi, and other people are starting to buy pre-reveal. Uh we're wondering is it gonna follow the same pattern as most drops? It's you know, ninety-nine percent of stuff falls after reveal, but they're is stuff that doesn't so we always like to wonder like what is the template for that and so much fud and so much you know just absolute bearishness over clone x from the drop the subsequent days after you just wonder if all the paper-handed sellers were able to get out the one factor you have to consider is that these are mostly held by whales and what whales are going to do after the reveal is start to dump commons and buy rares, right? So we're going to see the floor theoretically start to drop as, you know, 10, 20, 30, 100 E are paid for the more desirable clone X. So, I mean, we expect that pattern to hold, but maybe this is one of those scenarios where it doesn't fall immediately after reveal just because there was already so much FUD. Are, are all the sellers gone already? We don't know. We'll see. And uh, you had a bit of a writing on the wall moment, I believe. Was that this morning or yesterday? Well, okay. So our inside man indicated that the Clonex reveal is today. So I am on watch for that. But the official copy from Clonex themselves says, quote unquote, this week. So we will see if it is today or later this week. But yesterday, as I was driving downtown to the club, uh, we were near the National Arts Club of New York, which is a very nice area near Gramercy Park. And there's a lot of nice townhouses there. And as I was turning and I glanced over there, as bright as could be on the wall was a gigantic neon Murakami flower. Uh, that this person was displaying, which, you know, probably cost them $100,000 or more. But I took it as a sign that Americami is going to end up in my wallet either today or uh, later this week. So, well, you've uh, been literally a sign. diamond handing everything leading up to this. Uh, so, you know, all, all the best luck to you. And uh, I think that would be a, a gigantic, obviously a gigantic win. But uh you know, I can't think of a bigger uh, Clonex supporter that deserves it. So, well, I'll be immediately <clears throat> selling that rare and <laughs> a, a punk or a con. So take that for what you will. You heard it here first. Um, 
All right. And then lastly, I just want to finish up before we get to the Q&A session. And I guess you, uh, if anyone wants to jump up here, you can start raising your hands. Um, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody that ended up buying a Alpha Mint Pass yesterday. We dropped uh, the new wave of them. There was a slight price increase. But uh, as we kind of mentioned before, we, we don't try and be too aggressive with those. Um, but yeah, I think we're sitting at about 50 out of the 111 that we dropped uh, already claimed. Um, so it was uh, it was really great to see. That's always really exciting to welcome some new members to, uh, to the Alpha Mid community. Uh, the launch wasn't without its um, a little bit of uh, hiccups, though. We did uh, yesterday morning end up kind of seeing a a large stream of bots start entering the the uh the discord so we did kind of have to jump on a, a captcha very briefly while they entered and and you know we had to lay the band hammer down to some some pretty obvious bots uh but uh also with collabland kind of changing their system up there has been a couple hiccups where it's been removing the roles for anyone um, if you ever have any any problems seeing all of the Discord channels, please. There's there's nothing um, nothing sinister going on or, and whatnot. Just give us anyone on the team a DM. We also opened up at the bottom an onboarding um, channel that's in the Alphamid base camp that is visible to literally everyone. You don't have to verify CAPTCHA. You don't have to be a Moon Lounge member, um, and you can always just ping anybody in there if you're having any issues. Um, with any of the processes uh discord is is not without its faults in those regards and you know we're doing our best to make everything as frictionless as possible but fortunately it was only an issue with a couple people so uh to them i thank you for for your patience with that but yeah amazing to to welcome a whole bunch of new members in there and uh yeah we appreciate it all right on that note um I think if anybody wants to jump up and uh, do some Q and A with us, free market. If you're if you're still there, I see you're muted. Um, while we're waiting for some hands going up, uh, punks having a little bit of a, a tough time out there lately. Well, speaking of me wanting to buy a punk, uh, I was absolutely disgusted with the punk community over the weekend and their response to apes uh, potentially flipping them, which is pretty close to happening. We did talk about it. Uh, at the end of last week on the show, but yeah, we were we were first in line on that train. Actually, even just a couple of weeks ago, we had the debate that the the board apes flip was coming. Yeah, it's it's going to happen. Um, there there is so much fud around punks right now. Some of it justified, some of it not. That and then there is so much good PR and momentum behind apes that it just felt pretty obvious. Um, they're definitely going to be flipped, but seeing the punk community respond the way they did over the weekend was vomit-inducing. You know, from first it was a bunch of snide comments dissing the art of the apes, and then after that there were some pretty shoddy memes, and then they all started posting a picture of their punk with the number above it, like they had all just been deleted for, from the chain, and it was some sort of, you know, memorial something like I stand with my punk or whatever. And finally, the final argument was you're all just a bunch of fucking idiots because you can't afford a punk to begin with. So this was just a really good look all around for the punk community. And I can't imagine why people are dumping those JPEGs and and buying other things. Uh, That said, I will be shopping for a punk. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, it, I, 
I you you I am a contrarian by nature. I always say you gotta skate to where the puck's gonna be, and people are getting way too bearish on punks. You the one correct point punks were making over the weekend is that their value trades on the historic aspect. And not that they were first, just the fact that they were the first ones the mainstream recognized. I think that's the only thing that they uh, that they basically ride on now, and they don't need anything else, right? They really don't. Like it's not, it's it is the the IP potential for apes is fabulous. The utility they're creating is fabulous. But that's bored apes. Punks don't have to be bored apes. This pressure on larva labs to do the same thing is ridiculous. It's the FUD is mounting. And I, I think, you know, the punk community is going to be a force for a very long time. The builders, the collectors, they still reside there. And if you intend to be involved in the NFT community in a big way, I see a lot more value in buying a punk than an ape. Now, if you intend to be cool as a motherfucker and hang out with post Malone and shit, I would buy an ape, right? It's these are different markets, but the idea that punks are dead because they're not doing what apes are doing is the stupidest argument. So I just, uh, I pulled up a tweet from punk 4156 who has a large following on Twitter. Um, and much to my delight, I saw you at the top there shilling the big hands, <laughs> which I, I totally wasn't even expecting when I pulled this tweet up. Um, but I think that there's some validity in, into what they're saying. And like, I, I think that there's a bit of a mutiny, not in against apes in some regard, but just in, um, Larva Labs kind of just, um, uh, ability to just do the wrong things. It seems, I don't know. Um, so let me just read this out. It says, I love punks, but the copyright issue kind of broke my heart. I held eight. Deep eight figures of punks and the devs unfollowed me when I suggested it. Now, that's kind of what gets me. Um, it just seems petty. You know what I mean? Wouldn't respond to DMs. If you if you have somebody that's holding eight figures of assets in your brand um, and is probably one of the biggest champions of said brand, like at least have the conversation with them, I think. Is that not fair? I think it feels, it feels <clears throat> like you're not owning your decisions. Like you're not willing to have the conversation with people about why you believe your decision is right. Like own it. Like, you know, it seems like they're going, oh shit, yeah, these people are right. But if we just are quiet long enough, it'll all go away. And that's just not how you want to respond here. Larva Labs has certainly made some mistakes this year relative to where the nft market was heading because i think a lot of people saw that direction but i don't think this reflects on the punks collection long term does it reflect on larva labs maybe ability to read the market adapt themselves and create new products maybe i mean that's yet to be seen i think they're very smart people who are all watching this and having the same conversation internally right now unless they're just so you know, egoically consumed, they, they, are, they don't care. I mean, I, you know, so. yeah, I mean, I got to believe that some of the biggest Ferrari collectors in the world have some pretty direct access to, you know, the people running the show at Ferrari too. Right. Like, you know, it just, just entertain the conversation with them, invite them in, continue to build that community. You just don't want that community to, to mutiny on you. Um, and I just, I, I think it's just an indictment of the way that uh, Larva Labs has conducted themselves um, more or less. I, and, you know, you, we can have the debate on whether or not what they're doing is right um, 
till the cows come home. Like there's a million ways. And I actually completely agree with you. They don't have to do the things that bored apes are doing. I just think that there's a lot of punks that have been strongly convicted holders of it. And, you know, this is obviously, uh, you know, a huge, um, huge dollar value as well attached to them. And I, I just think that they're seeing, you know, the bored apes have a lot of fun, a lot of engagement with their community, and they're not getting the same love from, um, from the the crypto punks. Look, know what? When you're the most popular kid on the block, and some other kid, you know, moves to your high school and becomes the football star, I don't care who you are. You're gonna be butthurt. You know, I don't care how brave a face you put on in public. It's it's all ego. Everybody falls prey to it, and I just think that that doesn't mean Larva Labs can't respond, and it also doesn't mean that Larva Labs should respond by doing what other projects are. Yeah. And I mean, I could tell you firsthand from, you know, running a a restaurant and, you know, being very like customer facing in terms of like that, you like you have regular regular base of clientele that come in and, you know, they do end up spending a lot of money proportionally to other people that come in. And you, it does require you to give them a certain amount of time. And it's not like a shitty sales pitch. It's I'm not doing that because they spend a lot of like money. It's just that engagement. And, and it's something that they seek as well, right? Like they just want to feel like they are valued as contributing members of, of a, you know, a, a community. And, and it just business doesn't do that. I mean, you, every business takes, care of their largest customers they give concessions they give discounts they give special customer service concierge service i mean this is standard practice so yeah and these things are so community driven that uh i i don't know i just i i it got me when i saw that the dev team unfollowed him that was like the biggest sign to me that like yeah. some something is amok now obviously we don't have his or we don't have the full side of the story we have no idea what he said in the dms it could have been aggressive it could have been entitled i have no idea but uh you know it's it's just there was a red flag there for me for sure yeah. so on that note Cass, GM, how was your weekend? GM. Yeah, weekend was all right. Weekend was okay. Um, yeah, we can anything good besides the Santas, of course. This, yeah, yeah. I bought quite, I, I kind of minted quite a bit of them. <laughs> they're fun. I mean, they're, they're not profitable, but they're fun. No, nah, do you know what? It was, um, I think what got me was the sneakers. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm, I'm not great shoes. Yeah, I, I kind of saw the New Balances and the um, and the Superstars, and I'm a big Superstars fan. You know, it's a team of apes, right? Didn't you show me that art too? It's like uh, there's like five apes or four apes on the team. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, I was just adjusting a volume level there. Um, With the Rad Santas, did you show me a picture of the team? It was like four apes. Oh, I actually know nothing about that project. Yeah, there's a few apes on the Rad Santa team, but they, they didn't seem to promote it at all. So, like, oh. it, I I find that actually heartening. You know what I mean? I'm happy. Like, maybe they were just like, let's put it out there. Let's see if it mints out. We're genuine and we're just not trying to do anything besides, like, put this cool thing out there. Yeah, and I think that's what I really liked about it, man. Yeah. Like, I really did like that. Um, also, there was... Um, there was that video of you guys, man. Like I, when I where I saw, well, not I don't know if it's you guys or not, but there was this video that was, um, I think it was last week, um, with you know this um, NFT project called Star Wolves. I don't know if you've heard of them or not, but um, yeah, I think I found the one that I want. So <laughs> the hunt is going to be on. 
Uh, I think it took like six minutes for someone to isolate every sneak peek in that video and like post the gallery shot uh, of all the walls, which I always find so impressive. Like you don't have to do anything. You you put out just the, the smallest clue. The smart people will put it together and be like, here, this is it. Is this what you meant? Yeah. Yeah, it is unreal. Um, what's your guys' thoughts on the whole Evo Snails thing? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've played it very sparingly. Like I have one listed right now, if I'm being honest with you, but I missed kind of the, the hype cycle on the pump, but, um, it never captured me personally. And I don't, I don't particularly know why, but I know a bunch of, uh, moon loungers were, were playing it quite a bit and had some really great success in it. Uh, free market has definitely been more involved in it than I have, but I, I guess racing kind of, uh, debuted to not a ton of fanfare and then their phase three, which is the plots um, seems to be, yeah, it seems to be pretty quiet. Yeah. It seems to be stalling. I think, I think also what, I think what happened was um, a lot of people raced and because they didn't win, they got a bit salty and um, yeah, the, the, the whole hype, I think kind of died from that because I, I won my race. And I was like, oh, my God, this is cool. So I got a free plot of land. And I was like, yeah, this is this is sick. But um, I think to a lot of other people, especially like the, the base snails, where you can figure out that you're not really going to win a race with, with a base snail um, or anything like sub 23, 24 level. So um, I think that's why I planked a little bit. But see how it goes. If they go to level, if they go to layer two, might make it a bit cheaper to kind of do things. I think same as um, Ether Orcs, which I was really impressed that they did that. Uh, yeah, I saw everybody migrate over to uh, to L2 over the weekend. They went into that magic portal, which was some pretty cool animation. And my Orc actually got back from raiding this morning. He brought me 36 Bone Shards, useless. He could have brought me up to 60. Um, but I sent him out raiding again, and he's bringing back 50. But it's going to be in 16 days. So. Well, that's the funniest thing, because I, I've, I'm waiting one more day for mine to kind of show. At the moment, it's showing 23 bone shards. So I'm hoping by the end of it, it will be more than nope. that. No. no? <laughs> no it's still, it, you see right away what it's going to bring back for you. It oh, really? So, yep. so when, when you see it, um, if you come out of the raid, do you lose it? Yeah. I believe awesome. I believe you lose your bone shards. I don't think you claim what you would have accrued up to that point. I believe you got to stay there the whole time, or you lose the whole shebang. Right. Okay. Then. So that's fun. So it looks like I'm going to be staying on E for another <laughs> another like sixteen, seventeen more days. Okay. Ah! Cool. I know. I know. I was so because you're supposed to have an advantage over level seventy five, and I have a level one twenty. Doing my rating, and he brought back the second least amount you could bring. He was useless, as Shubang would say in the famous word. <laughs> oh, another thing, another thing as well. Was it um, Cameo? The the guy from Cameo? Oh, Hard Rock Nick. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if anybody saw over the weekend, but Hard Rock Nick uh, landed on Alpha Mint. Cobain, did you see this? Yeah. <laughs> What, was that Friday? Yeah, it was Friday night because we were all just kind of hanging out and uh, somebody jumped into um, – we still don't know who it was. Uh, definitely 
definitely one of the moon loungers just playing a little bit of a, a prank or a Rajesh troll. Rajesh trades error, but they're both denying it to the hilt. Yet Rajesh magically pulled out another hard rock Nick video like three minutes later. So yeah. But yeah, he was he was yelling at the camera when when moon lounge when passes drop, uh, which was fucking awesome. Like th- those two and the band Rajesh one, like I mean, those were just uh, some incredible highlights. They were classic, and um, and then the last highlight, which I really did embarrass myself, and um, Novo, yeah, Novo from here, uh, where he posted out on on some tweet. I think there was another wolf derivative. And um, I call it derivative, although, you know, Star Wars haven't released yet. <laughs> They're derivatives um, in our hearts. No, they, they are derivatives, period, man. Not even in our hearts. But um, it was when Novo said, they must have put Howl. And Novo replied, more like a whimper. And I just couldn't stop laughing in the supermarket. Everyone thought I, was, I lost the plot. I was just in stitches. Yeah, it's absolutely stitches. I do apologize to everyone. But we've, yeah. seen, we've seen about eight wolf derivatives pop <clears throat> up over the last few weeks. And most of them have stayed kind of away from the uh, Star Wars branding and vibe. Yet this brand new project came right out with an exclamation point, Hal. As one of their uh, one of their first tweets, and they were quickly ratioed by quite, and an then deleted it. Oh. Yeah, and then deleted it because they yeah. saw they were being ratioed. But you know, that's uh, I, I, I kind of added piece. piece. <laughs> I know I added my piece, but yeah, uh, <laughs> rally the troops. Um, Ghost, I saw you had your hand up earlier. Don't know if you still want to come up, but I did invite you up here to speak if you wanted to. If he comes up, I'll go down. <laughs> no, I put it down. It's all good. Oh, what happened to your PFP, R2, Degen? Oh, actually, great, great. Good thing you mentioned that. Um, I, I just, I did change my PFP in Alpha Mint to this uh, R2-D2 trash can that uh, uh, Josh Cottrell has uh, so kindly made me as a... Um, it's something I requested, and uh, I'm trying to pull it up on on Twitter here so I can find the full image. Actually, I probably just have it in my downloads folder. Um, but but yeah, I just I thought it was hilarious, and it actually looks kind of good as a profile picture. So I'm going to keep that around on this uh, Discord for a little bit. But uh, but yeah, big shout out to Josh who normally is listening. I don't know if he is this morning. And if you guys saw his little lemon friends mashup, killed it. Uh, that, yeah. Oh man, that thing looks so good, and it earned him a whitelist spot in Little Lemons right there on the spot. Uh, it was awarded to him. Very cool. You should check it out on his Twitter. Right, guys. I'm gonna leave you guys to it. Absolute pleasure, as and, always. Uh, same time, same place. Uh, same time, same place tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Yes, the new time. It's nine thirty Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, no, I got a bit annoyed that I was reading the, the tweet. Was it was a message from um, RTT saying <laughs> hey, like, we, we 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 regret to announce, and I was like, no, don't be like this. <laughs> <laughs> Little pump yeah. fake on you all. Oh, trust me. Right, thanks, guys. See you later. Thanks, Cass. Later. William. Good morning, young Will. Good morning. FMC, good morning, RTD Gen. Um, yeah, uh, I'm not going to shamelessly plug my 
uh, Genesis Mint on Foundation. <clears throat> but I am going to say to the community that if anybody um, writes well in English and wants to write on the subject of NFTs and crypto, um, get in touch with me. Um, we pay. Um, I'm actually taking over um, a um, crypto desk uh, for a month. I'm going to see how it goes. And I've been asked to assemble a team of quality writers. So I'm hoping there's some talent from Alphamit that I could actually poach um, if somebody would like to uh, produce content. And um, if um, I stay, I stay. Maybe um, then it builds into uh, could be something that um, you can do uh, regularly. And uh, even if I uh, choose not to stay or they choose not to have me as the uh, chief editor, uh, you can continue on. So if uh, if you want to write on this subject of NFTs and a lot of things that are discussed in Alphamint, get in touch with me. That's all. So this is a this is a great opportunity. Are we allowed to say the name of the publication? They're pretty uh, they're pretty well known. They're pretty cool. I don't want to break anything. We can't. I yeah, kind of knew. Um, yeah. Let's not right now because one All of the right. things I need Good to idea. do is is I need to put together I need to put together my vision and fine tune right. and put together a roadmap, um, which is actually the easy part. The difficult part is actually be, being able to come back to them and saying, "Hey, I've assembled or I've started to assemble a, a team of quality writers." So I know there there is um. Uh, one person that I've um, talked to um, in DMs that um, does write uh, for um, some other publications. Uh, he's an Alphamit member. He writes very good stuff, and um, uh, I'm hoping that um, you know I'm hoping that to get him on board. But um, I don't want to uh, say everything until they until I can actually get my get my vision. M maybe um, maybe I'll reveal that in the next few days. But um, okay, thanks good. again. Okay having me up here and yeah uh, letting and, me shout out. and if you won't shill your uh project please allow me to because this is something that i am super impressed with and if people don't know one of the larger mini trends within nfts right now would be photography uh if you follow whale shark <clears throat> whale shark shark dot pro he was asking over the weekend for uh, photography NFTs. Show me your favorite photographers. And then at the same time, uh, there are quite a few high profile ones like Drifter Shoots. If you follow this guy on Twitter, I'll drop the link, who takes very, very nerve inducing shots from very, very high elevations. Uh, and his floor, I believe, is 20 or 30 ETH uh, last time I checked. But Young Will is doing a style that is so unique and so amazing. He's relatively new to graphic art, but he is taking photos of real objects that he takes throughout his daily uh, explorations. And he is, he is composing them into some of the coolest NFTs and, and art that I've seen. And you should go check out his collection. This is the first one that he's posting uh, to Foundation. There are more to come. And Will, if you would be so kind as to drop that link uh, in the AM chat, uh, both for me and everybody else listening, that would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'll do that. And um, yeah, there is there is a lot more to come. Um, I'm not sure that Foundation will be the best vehicle just because the gas prices uh, will, you know, are eating me alive. But um but yeah, um, 
everything is photography based. Um, some of the pieces are 100% photographies. Some of the other pieces are 95% uh, photography based. Uh, and none of these shapes were created digitally. And and um, I go out. Um, I one of my inspirations is Stradivarius, who used to um, make violins and cut the wood when the moon was at a certain angle and the humidity was a certain type i sort of do the same thing with my photos and then i'll do the photo shoot shoot when the cloud cover is just right and the sun is just right um so there is a, a lot of uh, pre-production uh thought put into this i'm not just some dude out there that's using clip art and uh, assembling uh, some crappy collages so um thanks again yeah it really comes through in the work so uh we're gonna all go check that out drop that link and uh, more to come very excited thank you will yeah, thanks a lot, Will. I appreciate you always uh, coming up here and talking. Um, all right. We got Venom has been invited up onto the stage, and uh, that'll be our last uh, last guest of the morning before we wrap it up. So, Venom, how are you doing today? Good morning, guys. How are you guys doing? Oh, man. Great, Couldn't be better. Happy to be back on stage yeah. with Free Market. Yeah, no, definitely. I love, I love listening to you guys. Um, just kind of want to talk about some DJ and shit that's been going on, I guess. Like, what, what projects, honestly, are, are you guys looking towards that haven't that hasn't minted yet? Um, you know, I, I saw some invisible friends; those popped up my up on my radar this week. Those look very Doodles esque, um, and seem to be pretty solid. And then, um, from like a metaverse per- perspective, I honestly wanted to ask you guys if you heard or done too too much research on wilder world um because you know from what i've seen i, I and i can link the article um it's super ambitious for a metaverse they haven't sold any land yet i think they only really have released like 99 pairs of shoes and then like ten thousand cars but and it's pretty in-depth so excuse my ignorance to the subject but um but yeah like I guess one of the first things you're going to be able to do is like race for pink slips. Um, the cars are around 0.7. Uh, some cars that have like utility, like you'll own some of the land are like 1.7. It's kind of a, a broad thing. I, I just didn't, they have a token already. It's like four bucks. Uh, so it's in between that mana and, and sand price point. And I just didn't know if you guys have seen it or, or what you guys thought of it at all. I have I've heard the name over the weekend, but I have not looked into it at all. Can you drop some links and then R2 and I will dig into it and, and talk about it tomorrow? Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah, really, sure. really ambitious. I definitely see it as a metaverse like that. The bigger players like uh, Fuck Render and 888. And I think that they're they're heavily like trying to facilitate the growth of this particular metaverse for whatever reason. And it's just, it's interesting because um, a couple of the points that they, I can pull up really quick. If my kid screams, I'm going to my main area. So I'm sorry, (laughs) but there's um, one of the main points that was made about the metaverse was that, um, and I'll link this article was that it was photorealistic graphics. It has seamless addition, seamlessly adding any other project and their currencies and scalability for billions of users and trillions of unique assets. This is something that the Decentraland Sandbox 
none of these have the ability to do currently. Very cool. Yeah, I, I'm so convinced this is going to be the next <clears throat> mini trend within the trend that I want to gather as many of plays as possible. So thank you for that one. And yeah, drop anything you know with links in the in the AM. The show. article is right in general chat. I just awesome. uh, just linked thank it, you. and and yeah, it was a uh, good to chat. Other other than that, super late night. Um, little bit of like a a, a nice a nice story in nfts i didn't get the full gist of it i guess this guy has this hot dog project and his mother passed away of cancer or something along these lines we in kaiju kings have been talking about hot dogs for the past like couple weeks now dots so dots last night i guess found the project or maybe it was young neef the uh young me found the project we all aped on it there's only 250 of them um, and then I'll throw you guys a little alpha dots is going to be exchanging them one-to-one for failed experiments. So, and he's not, Ooh. and this is, so there's only 250 of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he if did say guys, that. So we all, all had a little bit of fun, uh, last yeah. night with that. Yeah. And if you guys haven't seen the mutant previews that these failed experiments are going to make. Okay. Kaiju's is by far the cleanest pixel art currently in the game that the mutants look so fabulous. And the failed experiments NFTs are going for like between 0.25 and 0.3 on a regular basis. You're going to combine them with a baby Kaiju to make mutants and they look so dope. So this is, this is a cool, uh, cool play. Interesting. Yeah. Boys, that's it, man. Take care. All right. I, I just Enjoy thought the rest I, of your night. you too. Day. You too. Um, I wanted to mention you were asking about mints coming up. We're looking forward to. Of course, we're going to mention Little Lemon Friends. It's our yeah. most anticipated upcoming one. But I got a new one that I don't even know if I'm allowed to drop the uh, the discord. But this is the Ban Rajesh discord that I'm dropping in. Uh, in the AM show chat right now, I think these little cats look sick. They're little samurai pixel cats. And <laughs> at, least, at least as far as the art, this is one of the uh, cooler little projects I've discovered. There is literally a room in there that is titled Ban Rajesh. I think it's still there at least. <laughs> Last time I checked, but uh, this is another one with an upcoming mint that hasn't minted yet that I'm looking forward to. Could be worth working that uh, working that whitelist. Yeah, I um, he does still have the channel in there. It's when ban Rajesh. So that was a that was a hilarious distraction for like probably a couple hours when we were all trying to like grind the whitelist for this Ronin cats, and then Rajesh jumped in there and like we. I'm not advocating that Alpha Mint goes into every Discord and blows it up the mm-hmm. way that this happened, but uh, they kind of played along with it for a little bit before putting slow mode in, and then uh, it was it was pretty funny and, and enjoyable, and they were good sports about it. So, but like, um, I, let's I not let's not turn this into an Alpha Mint trend. <laughs> no, no, I want to say something though. They have a whitelist address submission room, so if you are whitelisted, go oh, submit cool. your address. And what's cool, all Discord should do this going forward. You don't have permission to view the message history of whitelist address submission. I can see. So I can see Scott yeah. just posted in there. Yeah, Scott just posted. But if you go into the room fresh 
you can't see anyone's previous um, previous addresses. So I thought that's a cool feature that if you can implement in your Discord, you should. Uh, but yeah, I can see everyone's address. All alpha mint now. Yeah, yeah. In pure alpha mint fashion, we say one thing and everybody's in there immediately. So. All right. Yeah. Um, Ronin Cat's pretty cool. Lemon Friends is coming up. Uh, public sale on the 12th. Pre-sale starts on the 10th, I believe. And uh, actually, a big shout out to everybody who's supported uh, uh, or sorry, came out to listen to that interview and has uh, subsequently watched it on YouTube. I think it's now officially our most viewed, um, at least free market and I is most officially viewed uh, video. So pretty cool. Yeah, and- one person who may have watched that interview would be Cloncast, creator of Cool Cats, who liked uh, all the tweets involved in promoting it. So that is pretty cool to me. Yeah, if you want a bull case on Little Lemon Friends, look no further than the Ooh. creator of Cool Cats uh, showing his support in all kinds of ways. Yeah, the and I, I put the kaijus onto it uh, over the weekend, too. I said, go invade that room. Little Lemons is awesome. I think... The the orc alpha will get hyped up this week. This is the I think it's going to be a successful mint. I hope it mints out slowly and people are like, oh no, so I can keep minting as many as my heart desires. Yeah, it's a it's an exciting time for him, and he's a he's a great kid that's doing an awesome project. So um, yeah, but definitely keep on the lookout for that. That's probably our most anticipated right now. So um, free market, is there anything that you want to wrap up with uh, this morning before we we finish it up? Good luck at the tables, guys. Yeah, good luck at the tables. Again, thank you for all of our new members for for joining us and taking a look at Alpha Mint. If there's anything that you guys need, make sure you reach out to the team or the mods. We're we're all here to help and uh, and make this a great experience for you guys. So thank you so much, and we will do it again. As I mentioned earlier, going forward, 9.30 Eastern time every morning is the new time. So we will see you then.